you might get a boost in sales. Like if you spend money on advertising, you have a boost in sales, but after it's over, you have to keep spending money to sell more books. And that's that's not a recipe for success. It's much safer to build your website traffic so that you're getting natural traffic to your website so people can discover you, or you're building your email list so that you can contact your readers. Hello, this is Stephen Campbell, and you are listening to The Author Biz, where we discuss meaningful ways to get better results with your author business. Thanks so much for being here today. This episode is going live on December 21st, so Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, whatever it is you prefer. I hope you and yours have a fun and relaxing holiday. My guest today is Derek Murphy. Derek is an author and a thought leader in the areas of book marketing and cover design. Over the past few years, he's built a pretty good-sized platform for himself in both those areas. But now Derek is trying his hand at something completely different. He's writing fiction. And as of a few weeks ago, he had no platform that could help him to launch his books to the readers he's hoping to find. One of the things that makes Derek so interesting is his willingness to experiment to try things that other people aren't doing, and then share what he's done and the results he's achieved on his blog, creativity.com. In this episode, we talk about some of the experiments Derek is running to build the kind of platform that he hopes will allow him to launch his first novel to the top of his category's bestseller lists at Amazon. As you'll hear in the interview, he's got some interesting ideas that are already paying big dividends. Now, a quick bit of housekeeping before we get to the interview. I'm planning on taking some time away from podcasting over the holidays. I'm actually in the middle of that podcasting vacation now, having recorded a batch of interviews for both this show and crimefiction.fm in early December. So I'll be back on the mic in some form in early January. So until then, I wish you a safe and joyous holiday season. Oh, one more thing. Show notes for this episode will be at the AuthorBiz website, where you'll find links to everything we've discussed. You'll also see a great big sign-up form for my email list. So if you're not on the list, please sign up. I would appreciate it. Derek Murphy, welcome to the AuthorBiz. Thanks. It's nice to be here. It's a pleasure to chat with you. I've been following your work online for quite some time, and I'm, I'm an admirer of, of what you do and the creative way that, that you go about uh, marketing books. And I, I did not know. I'd been reading your blog for a while, the Creative Indie blog, before I realized you were a cover designer. So I, uh-huh. I didn't know that that was your background. Is that how you got into sort of the author business was through cover design? Well, it's kind of messy. I, I self-published my own books. Then I started an editing company. So I was working on my master's and my PhD in editing books, and then I have a background in fine art, so I started offering free book covers for my editing clients, Uh which became kind of my main business. Um, And creativity is still kind of my, it's kind of my personal blog where I talk about business and creativity, but because my whole life is in self-publishing and helping authors, like that's what I do all the time, Mm -hmm. creativity has become mostly about self-publishing and book marketing, Um, and I don't really like to sell my services. So on that blog, I don't really talk about the cover design very much. Mm-hmm. I write articles about cover design, but I don't say like, come and order from me or anything. So I, yeah, some people don't really know what I do, but I mean, as long as they 
get value out of the content. That's all right. Yeah, that, that's what we that's what we're talking about. And speaking of getting value from your content, you published a post a week or so ago, maybe two weeks ago now, that I saw and shared on Twitter, and, and we started communicating then. The title of that post was Seven Ways to Hack Amazon's also bot section and triple your book sales. I'm guessing the and triple your book sales is uh, an estimation. Uh, <laughs> yes, and a way to yeah, get a way to get people to read. Um, the nice thing is though, the nice thing about the also bots is that it's one of the easiest things to fix mm-hmm. that most authors don't even consider, and it's long term. So if you can do a good launch, even like I heard this um, another author told me a while ago that. It's a good idea to publish a book on the same day as a best-selling book in your genre. And I couldn't really figure out why that would matter. And I finally figured it out. It's because when another best-selling famous author publishes a book, they're going to promote it pretty hard. They're going to get a lot of sales on that day. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing your main book launch and driving all your sales to the same day, then those two books um, will probably show up together. If they're in the same genre and they're both like in the top of the bestseller list of that genre on the same day, then there's a good chance readers of one will buy the other. And so if you can get that to work, even on one day, if you get, I don't know, 20 or 30 sales of people who are buying both of those books, then your book might show up every time someone buys their book. And if they have a best-selling book that's always on the top of the best-selling rank, that's like prime advertising for you. So even if your book isn't selling very well right now, because the problem with Amazon is if, if you aren't selling you drop down to a million and you're invisible. Nobody mm-hmm. can see you at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can figure out a way to increase the sales between your book and some other books in your in your category who you know are going to stay up really high, it's kind of a way for your book to, to stay up. Even if you're not showing up on the first page in your category, you're still showing up next to all those best-selling books. And that can be long-term. That can be really powerful. Yeah, it- and you're right. That's something that a lot of people don't think of. In fact, my wife last night, she's not a big reader, but she happened to be on Amazon and she said, you know, I just noticed this. It shows when you're looking at a book, it shows other books that I might be interested in. You should try and figure out a way to get your book <laughs> next to these other books. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah? That, that's, a, that's a really great idea. Thanks. Thanks that's dear. funny. I think they used to have, Amazon used to have something that was like a paid placement so mm-hmm. that you could buy I think it was like a thousand bucks but you could buy yourself to show up with a targeted book like you could choose the book and say I want to show up next to that book I don't think they do it anymore um, but they did it for a while that'd be interesting to it. see how that works it's, it's kind of the same idea um, and it probably takes a lot of sales so you'd have to drive I'm not sure how many sales but like those best sellers in their category they're selling thousands of books a mm-hmm. month so I'm not sure how many sales you need to get up to that level where you're showing up a lot. Um, but, you know, you try for as many as you can. And there are ways, for me, like I'll, I'll add incentives or offers for people to buy certain books. So even like I'm starting to write fiction and my list is mostly nonfiction authors who want to learn about book marketing. Mm-hmm. They're not interested in my young adult fantasy novels. But I could say buy these five novels for $25 and I'll give you my $200 course that you you know will help you sell more books. So I can give them something that they want for a huge discount if they just help me buy a few things. Um, and we'll see how the, like, you need to make a lot of different offers because not everyone's going to want the same thing. But I'm, most of my, like, I'm, I'm doing a lot of marketing stuff, but mm-hmm. one of my major 
goals will be to hit those also bots really hard and get people to buy. Also for, I mean, I don't know, should I go into all the different things that I'm going to well, let, let's let's try and, and, and veer back and, and get back on the on the the seven different ways of hacking the also uh, the auth uh, easy for me to say the also bot section of Amazon and, and let's just sort of walk through there. I mean, the first one was find your peers. What a lot of authors don't do is they they don't connect with the authors who are writing in their genre, mm-hmm. and they really need to, especially for well for both fiction and nonfiction. It's kind of the easiest no brainer is that you want to position yourself as a peer with other authors. On the one hand, best-selling traditionally published authors because they have a bigger platform, um, but they're hard to contact and make a relationship with, but you can still use their audience. For example, if I'm writing a vampire romance, I can target Stephanie Meyer's Twilight fans Mm -hmm. on Facebook, and I can say, did you like Twilight? You'll like this book. Um, and it's really easy just to pick. I would pick like three major best-selling famous books that are similar to your book and just make a little picture graph and say, you know, like your cover and then their cover three times and say, did you like this one? You'll like this one. This is why. I saw Harper Teen put up an image that was like three pictures of other books and then three covers of your book and then mm-hmm. the reason why you would like those same books. I think you should have your like your three target ones that you want to hit with the also bots um, and try to drive those sales. But also you want to think about other self-published works by indie authors because those are the authors who are really going to want the promotion. Mm-hmm. And so if you do a, a boosted post, I've been doing a lot of give it, giveaways. So what I'll start to do is I'll, I'll find like 25 other authors who have books in my genre that I think readers of those books will like my books and I'll do a big package giveaway. So I'll, put those 25 books together and then I'll build a giveaway for young adult readers and say, here you can win these 25 books. Then I'll email all of those authors and say, I'm giving away a copy of your book. Can I buy a signed copy or do you want to promote this giveaway? Because I'm promoting them. um, But I'm also building a big list. So I can build a really big list that's very targeted Mm -hmm. and I'm also helping all those authors. So those authors might promote me. Um, and I'll also make like a, a blog post that's my top 25 favorite books of 2015 about vampires or mermaids or business or whatever. Um, and then I'll tell those authors about my blog post. They know that I'm talking about them and sharing their books. They'll probably link to it or at least they'll know who I am. That's an easy way to start a relationship mm-hmm. with those authors. And you want to be making the kind of content that gets those readers in. But then I'll do stuff like... Like once you've found your peers, you know that you know those books that you want to be associated with. Mm-hmm. I can put those books in the back of my book and say, "Did you like my book? You should check out these books." And there's a good chance people who like my books, though. I mean, first I would have like my other books, my next books, but then if they finish reading my book and they've bought all my books, so they don't have anything next to read, I want to be recommending other things for them because the people who I know have bought my book. I, if I can convince them to buy another book that's similar to mine in the same genre, that's going to boost my also bots. Um, yes. So I kind of want to focus on ways that I can suggest those too. And that's that's a really targeted way of doing it that that provides a benefit to your readers and to these colleagues that you're making that that are writing in the same genre that you're making. And it's not something that I, I don't know that I've ever seen anyone do it. Maybe <laughs> I have, but I, no, I've heard a few people say something like. Somebody should think about that sometime, mm-hmm. or 
you know, but no one's really made a plan. And I think that's what I did is I just like, this is, this is the plan I'm going to use for when Mm -hmm. I start publishing fiction. It's funny. I haven't done a lot of this stuff in my nonfiction just because I kind of, I'm kind of lazy with my publishing. I just kind of put it out there. Um, I mostly price my books cheap to get traffic back to my services, but now I'm kind of focusing on being a full-time writer. So my books actually Mm -hmm. have to make some money. So I really have to focus on you know, how to stay high in those rankings or how to increase my visibility so that I'm not marketing all the time. One of the things I noticed, uh, I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago or a year ago with, with regard to also bots is, you know, these parties that people have release parties on Facebook. Right. Um, if, there's a core group of people that are associated with uh, the individual who's having the party. So uh, mm-hmm. you, there may be 20 authors that go to every party. And then when you go and look at their book, the also bots are the all also bots include many of the people that are among the 20 that always go to those parties. So it doesn't take a huge number of common sales to to fall into the also bot category for for some authors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do that too. Um, if I'm gonna like, if I start out with those group giveaways, and the easy thing to do is you. Um, you do a group giveaway with those 25 books, you build a big list and you get your authors to share the giveaway and then you email all those people who signed up and you see if you can get all those authors to drop their price down to 99 cents for like a flash deal. Mm-hmm. And then you email the list you just built. If it's a few thousand people and you say, okay, all those books are on sale today only, you'll get a lot of those. A lot of people will buy all of those books or many of those books um, at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so you've built a list by offering the free books, but then you sell the, the discounted books to the same list, it can be a really smart way and a fast way. You know, you build up a list in a week and you can launch next week and do a promotion. And then a lot of people will be buying a lot of those books. All right. I want to get to that build up a, a list in a week thing because uh, people are going to hear that and just go, uh, you know, that's not possible. He, he's talking <laughs> crazy. But l- let's go back to what you just said, the idea of, and I just want to dig a little bit deeper to make sure that people are understanding this. You're essentially suggesting that you you either create your own group or you, you develop with colleagues a, a group of similar books and you promote them together. We see this all the time on Facebook, yeah. but many times they're packaged together in a in a box set. That, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about uh, a group of, say, 10 books that are all on sale for 99 cents for a, a brief period of time. And if people like your books, they're also going to like the other nine books. So your list will be predisposed to like them. By going out and buying all of those books together, suddenly you've got built-in also bots for uh, a, the perfect audience, essentially. Right. Okay. Um, I want to make my giveaway valuable because a lot of, I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of people doing it, but a lot of authors do it really small. So they say, like, win three or four books. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got 10 signed books by best-selling authors, and then I added some other fun stuff into, like, this big package. So it's a really valuable package. It's like 25 hardback signed books um, by best-selling authors. Readers of a certain genre are really going to want to win something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not cheap to set up that giveaway, but I didn't have to do 10. I could have done three or four or five. Um, it doesn't have to be huge. You can do it cheap, but you want something that really appeals to just your target reader and isn't something like cash because then everybody will just sign up. Right. The problem with giveaways is um, there's some giveaway sites where they'll list your giveaway and tons of people will sign up just to get something to sell, but they don't really care about 
reading those books. So you want to be careful to get something that just appeals to actual readers and not something that can just be sold really easily. Or like if you do an Amazon um, credit or something, mm -hmm. it's kind of like cash. So anybody will sign up to win it. But you have a big prize. And I, I've done this. I, I don't have any platform for fiction. I can't tell my my audience right now, which is about like book marketing and stuff, I can't tell them to support me in my fiction writing because it's a totally different thing. Mm -hmm. So I need to build up a fiction platform. I started a new blog, a Facebook group, and a list like from nothing, from zero. I put together a big package of books. I'm doing two. So I did 10 signed books and then another 10 signed books I'm doing this week. Okay, let me, um, let me stop you here, Derek. And let, yeah. let, let's, from a timing perspective, when, did you, when were you at zero on your list? Like 10 days ago, okay. maybe two All weeks right. ago. Okay, I just want to get some context for the, the rest of the story because I, 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 I know where this is going from having read your blog. <laughs> right, so, um, so I really was starting from zero. Um, and I didn't like tell my I, – I have a platform. I have some traffic on some other sites. I have a list, but I didn't use any of that to build this new list because it's not the same audience. Mm -hmm. So instead I did targeted Facebook advertising – and I can, it's nice with Facebook advertising because I can select very specifically, you know, people who like young adult books by these authors who are between 17 and 23 or whatever my demographic is. Um, I can select very specifically and just show my contest to those people that I know are the right people. And you can spend, I don't know, maybe $100 to get some people to sign up. And then they'll start sharing it with their friends, and their friends are the, the same demographic. They're going to share it with their friends who like the same kind of books, um, which is the nice thing about giveaways is that it encourages them to keep sharing the giveaway to get more entries, mm -hmm. and they have a higher chance of winning. So it can really kind of take off. Um, and I'm at, like, probably 12,000 now, and I'm trying to get up to 20,000 before I launch my, my first book. And actually... A lot of those people, there's also, I mean, once you're building it up, a lot of those people won't be interested in my fiction, but I can still build a big list and then I can do some promotions and try to sell some other books on Amazon. Or I could put together 25 of my um, self-publishing author friends in the same genre and we can do a, a group giveaway. There's still some ways I can make money with it because if you do, if you do email them 25 books that are discounted with your Amazon links and people buy stuff, You'll earn some money when they when they buy this stuff. Okay. But eventually, so, you'll get rid of all the people who just want the free stuff, and you'll try to get them over to a list that's just about you and your fiction, because that's mm -hmm. that's what you're going to want to use. Okay, so you're using the big funnel technique where you're just trying to bring in a lot of people uh, in in the beginning, and then let them fall through the funnel. The ones that are interested in your fiction will stay and and become very valuable for you over the course of time, and the others will fall away, or you'll be able to sell them other things, perhaps. Right, because also I'm using MailChimp, but any email service provider, they start charging when you get up to big, big, bigger numbers. So right. at, you know, at 20000 I'd be paying something like $200 a month, but if I can get it down to under 2000 it's free. So if I can boil away the rest and just get to like 2,000 committed fans who have actually read my fiction and want more fiction, that would be nice. But on the other hand... I want to keep it pretty high because people like to download free books. And if I launch a book and I have some free days and I say it's free today, if I can get five or 10,000, well, even if I can get 1,000 people to download it for free, it'll go up to the top of mm -hmm. almost any category. 
um, which is good for visibility. So even if they're not buying the books, I can still use those people to download the free book and it'll, it'll boost up my visibility. Okay. A couple of weeks ago, you were at zero. You, you mentioned that you're at 12,000 now. Even mm-hmm. for me, and I've, I've read your blog post, that sounds crazy. People listening are going to say, this is crazy. You didn't spend $100 on Facebook ads and get uh, 12,000 email subscribers. So you did Facebook ads. How much did you actually spend on Facebook ads? Yeah, it was about $100. What was that responsible for in terms of actual subscribers? Probably it got it up to the first 500 or so. Okay. So, um, and this was, you were promoting a contest that you were running using a face, a targeted Facebook ad. Right. Okay. All right. Go ahead. So I, I'd also put it in Facebook groups or I tried posting it on Reddit or whatever. It gets a little spammy if you're promoting your contest. So I'd, if you're paying for advertising, it's kind of better because if you just put it in a forum or in a group, that you're not really a part of, it can feel like spam. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly, like, if you're giving away free books, it's not that spammy because, you know, it's free books. No one's going to really complain that you're giving away free books. Um, but, yeah, you start off, and I, I put something on Reddit. I put something on Twitter. I would use some hashtags. It's hard to get some momentum. But once you get up to 500, then you can email everybody and say, I just want to check in and make sure you know how the contest works, you get more points if you share. Here's some things that you can do to increase your chances. So, for example, I told them, because a lot of my readers are young adults, so they're kids, they're like teenagers, they're not even really on Facebook and Twitter that much. They're mostly on Instagram or Snapchat. So um, I gave them some images they can use, and I said, you know, use this image, put your special link, because when you enter the contest, you get a special link to refer other people. Mm-hmm. So a couple people on Instagram who have really big young adult followings, they put the link to the contest in their profile and got like a thousand signups um, by themselves because they have 20,000 followers. And so when they put up a contest, a lot of people will join. And so that's a lot of it's not really my effort. I just had to connect with a few of those kind of influencers. Um, I also tried emailing. I, I got a list of all the young adult blogs that I could find. There was something like two or 300 blogs. So I sent all of them an email, just introducing myself and saying, I'm running this contest for free books. You can share it if you want. I also tried to find all the, the booktubers. Booktubers are book reviewers on YouTube, which uh-huh. I found out this year. Um, but they're huge for young adults especially. So I tried to find a way to make relationships with them. I tried emailing some of them. Some of them, I, I saw that they were doing NaNoWriMo, so I offered to do them free book covers or to, to try to help them out just to find a way that I can be valuable to them because mm-hmm. if I can form a relationship with one of those booktubers, one of my new friends has like 150,000 follow subscribers to her YouTube channel. So if I can be friends with her and, and give her a free cover or do anything to help her publish... Someday in the future, when I have some like my own book, that could be really helpful. But even if she just shares my contest, you know, that would be huge. So you want to find influencers. You want to find other blogs. And you can ask them to share. If it's a free book, con- uh, a free contest, you're not really, it's not like you're selling something. So you can email other bloggers and ask them to share it. And a lot of people will. Okay, now what did you use to run your contest? Um, is, is this just something that you did yourself, or did you use uh, one of these tools that are out there? I used a couple of tools. Um, the one I was using the most for these contests is King Sumo. 
Mm-hmm. And King Solomo costs like $200, I think, but it's lifetime. So you buy it once and you have it forever. A lot of the other contests are monthly, but they're like $30 a month. So actually it would be more. Um, but most of the time you only need to give away like once. So you mm-hmm. could do, like I, I signed up for um, King Sumo, but I have that. So King Sumo is really good for just getting the emails. It, it's a very simple page. It gets rid of the rest of your blog. So there's no distraction. They just sign up. So it's really powerful for getting signups. After they sign up and you have them on the list, then they can see the links to share or do other things. Um, the other one is Rafflecopter. Excuse me, Rafflecopter. Rafflecopter is free or paid. It has some options. Um, I think it's like $17 a month, so it's not that bad. But it's not very pretty. And you can put it on your blog so they can come and see the giveaway, but it's just not as well-designed or grabbing so it's very easy for them to get distracted or not be interested or do something else but the nice thing is they come to your blog and they mm-hmm. see your page so you can do smaller giveaways with Rivalcopter. you could do one a month they come to your blog they sign up but then they can stick around and look around and that's kind of what you want to be doing is getting people to actually find out about you and not just want the free stuff let's talk dollars and cents now you you've spent a certain amount of money to go from zero to let, let's say 12,000 email subscribers a hundred dollars on Facebook say two hundred dollars that you spent for the license for King sumo um, what, what else did you spend also all the books that I bought okay so um, 10 books fifteen dollars a like piece fifty dollars probably okay. and plus the shipping is probably gonna be a hundred dollars so there it's not a I'm going really big because when I launch fiction, I want to launch really hard. I don't want to build slowly. I don't want to build mm-hmm. like next year. When I have a fiction novel out, I want to hit it really hard and stay as a bestseller and earn a lot of money. That's a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's not always a good investment. If it's your first book and it's untested, it may not be a good idea to spend a lot of money on a giveaway. On the other hand, most authors spend a lot of money on marketing and it's usually because they put out a book but it doesn't sell and so they look for something like book marketing and then they they spend $25 on a um you know to be on somebody's sidebar $25 on a twitter blast they spend a lot of money on stuff that doesn't work Mm -hmm. um and they're wasting time because six months later you know a lot of times when you spend money on marketing you might get a boost in sales like if you spend money on advertising you have a boost in sales but after it's over you have to keep spending money to sell more books. And that's that's not a recipe for success. It, I mean, it can be if you're, you know, if you advertise a thousand and, and make two thousand, but um, it's hard to pull off. It's much safer to build your website traffic so that you're getting natural traffic to your website so people can discover you or mm-hmm. you're building your email list so that you can contact your readers. Um, because when you have, if you have a list of a thousand people who really like your fiction and are willing to pay you know, 99 cents for it. That's all you need to launch a book and be a bestseller in your in your category really easily. So you want to get there quickly. You don't want to wait a year or two to have that build up slowly. Um, so yeah, it's expensive. I, I'm, I'm Right now I'm testing everything out, so I'm probably mm-hmm. spending way more than I need to because I'm making a lot of mistakes. Well, but still, you've, you've totally short-circuited the process. I mean, you know, for, for most people to build a list of that size would take years. Yeah, most people only get a list because at the end of their book, they say, mm-hmm. sign up to my list. And then they usually don't have a good offer to get anybody to care. 
So I'll do that really well also. That's kind of a different process. After I publish fiction, and I'm thinking about publishing, breaking all my novels into pieces so that instead of five novels, I have 20 different pieces of content on Amazon, like part mm-hmm. one, part two, part three, and then an omnibus. Um, because that also means I can make the first part free and the others more expensive because free books just get more downloads. So if I'm if I'm giving away a couple thousand books a month of like the first part of my novel and then I get them to sign up on my list to read the rest of the novel for free or something like that, um, that can all work on autopilot and I can be building a more targeted list of people who actually like my fiction. But until I publish my fiction, like before you publish your first book, you don't have any list if that's all you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means when you publish your book, you're not going to be able to drive it up to number one in your category. Or you, you can do it, but it's much more work. It's going to be much harder. So if you can build up your list before you publish your fiction, it's just going to be so much easier later. So I'm kind of thinking, instead of launching a book and then spending money on book marketing, this is my, this is my year's book marketing plan. You know, mm-hmm. I'll spend money now in December, I'll get like maybe I'll try to get up to twenty thousand, and then I'll boil it down to five thousand who are actually opening my emails and engage, and they know I'm a writer and they're interested in my books. If I have a list of five thousand, and I can get five hundred to a thousand of them to actually do anything, which is kind of possible, mm-hmm. then when I launch my very first books, I can make them pretty successful. Because the thing you don't want to do is publish a book and then you never get visible enough for it to be discovered. It's always like under the thousand. It never shows up on the first page of its category. And every time you do some promotion or some effort to try to get up there, it just sinks back down again. It's really hard to keep it up there long term. So I'm trying to, I'm building all this stuff so that I can do it really well, really hard, and it will just stay, it'll just stay strong. Okay, well, this is this is interesting stuff, and I, I'm sure that uh, people who are listening to this are going to want to learn more about your process and to follow along and, and see how this actually works for you, because that'll be interesting to see. What's the best way for people to keep track of what you're doing? Because I know you're you're very generous with sharing actual numbers on on your websites. Yeah, just creativeindeed.com um, is my main blog. I mostly talk about book marketing. I've started to do YouTube and put out some videos. I'll, I'll get, I'll be doing that better. The last mm-hmm. year, I kind of forced myself to make a lot of bad videos, so I got comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of content that people like, but I don't feel that they're great. So I'll, I'll redo them because um, I think people learn better with video than they do like reading a blog post. But I, I put everything on creativity. I'm excited to actually have some numbers because you know I hope that I'll earn my money back that I've spent on developing my platform, but I won't know that until I have fiction and I see how people respond to my fiction. I mean, it's exciting, um, but it is a risk if you don't know how it's gonna go. Well, it, it, it's a risk and it, everything's everything's a risk, everything's an experiment. You, you mm-hmm. try something and uh, if it doesn't work exactly the way you think it's going to work, you uh, tweak some things and try it again. Mm-hmm. So thanks so much for being here today, Derek. This has been uh, been very entertaining and educational, thanks. Sure. Thanks a lot.